Get Out of Your Own Way with Brittany A. Johnson is a podcast where we learn all of the ways we trip, stumble, and get in our own way and what we can do to get out of it. I want to insert this disclaimer that while I am a licensed mental health therapist, this is not therapy. This is not a substitute for therapy. This is, however, something that you can listen to to give you some insight, give you some ideas, some things to think about, and work with the therapist in your local area if you need one. Stay tuned for today's episode. On today's episode, we're going to talk about FOMO or fear of missing out and how it impacts and causes self-sabotage. So when we think about FOMO or fear of missing out, it has been defined as having this fear that you are missing out on what other people are doing based on seeing their pictures on social media or seeing them in real life and just kind of seeing typically it's material things that people have that then make you feel like you're missing out, right? Like we I'll probably all can think back to when we were younger and, you know, we saw people, our, our friends talk about being at a party that we might not have went to or being at the skating rink or uh, the amusement park, you know, being somewhere where a large crowd of your peers were and you didn't get to go for whatever reason. So that, you know, back then, you know, we didn't necessarily call it fear of missing out. It was just like, dang, I missed it. But now into our adult life, it seems that a lot of marketing and a lot of people are really using the idea of FOMO to drive their sales or to drive people to their products. And so as I started looking at this fear of missing out and and how it has impacted, you know, clients that I see, friends that I talk to, myself, family members, just people all around me, it was kind of eye-opening to see the different variations of fear of missing out um, and the ways that it was showing up for other people and even for myself. So again, when you think about this fear of missing out, it's it's looking at, oh, my this person over here has a larger house. They have a newer car. They have um, expensive clothes. Especially, it really kicks in for a lot of people when it's uh, vacation time. So in the summer, when people are going on vacations, there's a, a huge increase of this fear of missing out that you, for whatever reason, are not also going on vacation. Not that you want to necessarily go on vacation with them, but like you're not going on vacation yourself. And so it's this idea that I must be missing something. Um, or we hear people talk about that they, you know, wish that they were celebrities because there's this idea that celebrities have this secret society that only celebrities can be a part of. And you need to have a certain amount of money or celebrity status to be there. And so there's this kind of fear of missing out on, I can't do what those celebrities are doing. I can't do what these other people are doing. So my life must have, must somehow be less than, or I have some type of deficiency or something going on that is causing me not to be able to have those things as well. We also typically see it in, um, in, the, in the work setting, right? So if you started a job with a certain person and you see that they're being promoted and they're hanging out with a certain you know set of people at the work and you're not, that can also generate this kind of FOMO or this fear of missing out. So those are the typical obvious ways that FOMO shows up in, in our everyday lives. And then, you know, again, thinking about marketing. So we see commercials of people having these what looks like wonderful experiences uh, on these commercials. And it makes us think like, man, I need to do that, which as a marketing you know, person, I'm not a marketing person, but I would imagine for a marketing person like that is that is great for them because if they can get some, you know, great images or look like they're having a great time, it will make people want that product 
in hopes that they're going to also have that similar great time. It doesn't always play out that way, but that's that's typically what is happening. But there's also another way that FOMO can show up. And if I'm being completely transparent, FOMO showed up for me in this way. And it showed up in the way of I saw people who were in my same profession who were ahead of me in terms of you know, how they've been pouring into their business, how they've been intentional with some of the, you know, skills and trainings, how they've taken additional trainings to be better, you know, on the business side of their business are better with marketing. And so it showed up for me and looking at, man, I really feel like I'm missing out on some things because I didn't do it that way. I didn't pour into my business right away. I really, when I became a therapist and I opened my practice, the entire premise for me was to to be able to see people in an individual setting. And honestly, if I'm being completely honest, it was so that I could also be home with my kids in the afternoon, be home with my kids in the morning, you know, possibly be off with my kids when they were having breaks. Because for years prior, when I was working to get my license, working to, you know, get my footing in the field, I had jobs where I wasn't home a lot of time. Like I would see them in the morning, and then I wouldn't necessarily see them again until six, seven, sometimes eight o'clock at night. And so I opened my practice really for that that purpose. And I didn't have any plans or any ideas or any thoughts of doing anything other than a small private practice in New Albany, Indiana, so that I can be home with my kids and be the mother that I wanted to be for my children. So now that my children are older and I'm looking at what my business could be or what it could have been, I really started to notice that I was having this kind of fear missing out on, man, I really missed time that other people were, you know, using to grow their businesses, to grow their names, to grow their brands. And so it has caused kind of a panic in a certain sense, because I felt like I was legit missing something that I wasn't going to reach certain goals and that it was going to continue to negatively impact me. And so the FOMO for me didn't show up in terms of being jealous of anyone. It literally and really was like, oh, so those are things that I also could do with my business. And I really wish I would have done it, you know, four or five years ago. But here I am starting today and I'm starting now where I had people who I actually started school with or started private practice around the same time who were, you know, in my head miles away from where I was. And so as I started to kind of dissect that and really look at and think about it, and I actually asked a couple of friends as well, like, have they had any feelings of fear missing out? Not necessarily jealousy, but just kind of this idea of like, man, I'm really missing this other side of life or this other side of the business and and other people have it. And they're, you know, they're going on trips together and they're doing business together. And, you know, wow, I'm, you know, really feel like I'm missing out on that especially kicks in when you know that you have the skills, you know that you have the knowledge. And it's just like, huh, what what is going on that I'm not there, right? So that fear of missing out for me really kicked in with, huh, so those are things I could be doing, but I didn't do prior, but now I'm looking to start doing. And so it was kind of like this anxiety and this panic kind of fell over me. So of course I did my breathing and calmed myself down and slept on it and, you know, let it go for about a week. So that I can kind of really process and work through what I was feeling. And then I came back to and realized like, I just, you know, it's not necessarily FOMO. It's just like, man, I didn't realize that was something that could be done. And now I can, and now I'm going to do it. 
Um, but in terms of sabotage, so the FOMO can show up in sabotage by making you start new projects because you see someone else doing it, right? How many of us on social media, especially, or if you're in a community setting where you see a lot of other people, you see somebody doing something and they're posting their receipts or what they're claiming are their receipts and they're posting, it's typically dollars, right? They're posting their wins, they're posting their profits, um, they're posting some type of material thing that they have as a result of doing this new, flashy new business thing. And for for someone who, you know, sabotages or when sabotage shows up, it starts to tell you that, huh, maybe you need to abandon what you're working on and start this new thing because they're having success. They look happy. They look fulfilled. Their practice is booming. Their brand is growing. So maybe that's what you need to do. So then you find yourself starting and stopping so many different projects, so many different trainings, so many different programs in an attempt to keep up with what you think you're missing out on. And again, let me make sure I emphasize this, not necessarily a jealousy or anything like that, but it's kind of that old school, we used to call it keeping up with the Joneses. So it's kind of like a feel of that where you're not jealous of them, you just also want it for yourself too. So sabotage shows up and again, it tells you, you know, follow this trend. How many of us have noticed and saw and seen how when Clubhouse started, it was the new thing and everybody was running to Clubhouse and everybody was opening rooms and everybody was becoming moderators. And within two months of Clubhouse, it started to be overly monetized, right? Everybody was announcing their programs to teach uh, Clubhouse and how you can do this and how you could pay to become a moderator for someone else's room and just all of these things. And, it's, and you know, and a lot of people I noticed were because I was spending a lot of time on social media because I was trying to do some different research and, you know, social media, fortunate or unfortunately, is where a lot of people hang out. So I was there and I was looking. So I was noticing the trends that people were really saying and talking about their fears of talking on Clubhouse or their fears of doing things on Clubhouse. So then like clockwork, here we start seeing programs, people selling programs on how to monetize your clubhouse, how to grow your clubhouse following, how to turn clubhouse into this or that. And a lot of people shifted all of their marketing to now go and try to learn clubhouse. And then at the same time, TikTok was blowing up, right? So then here we go. Same thing. There's a new trend. Get on TikTok. That's how your business will grow. That's how your business will boom. Do reels on Instagram, do reels on Facebook. So all of these things that typically probably do work, but when you, when the sabotage shows up, it really tells you that you need to start following all of these things whenever you see somebody that you know or trust or like or follow or you know look up to, whatever it is. When you see them doing it and you see that they're having success or you see other people posting that they're having success, it really sends you to this thing of like, I need to go do that too. I need to go make sure that I also am speaking on there or I'm doing something on those platforms. And then you end up looking up months later and you haven't accomplished any of your goals that you had on your plan. Because many of us set our goals in, in quarter one, right? Or we're doing it in December to get ready for the next year. You're setting out your goals. You're, you're breaking it down on what, you're, what you want to accomplish. But here you are. You felt not good enough. You felt like an imposter, so you ran and tried to follow the next trend. The other way it shows up in terms of sabotage is thinking that the project you are working on, so let's say you don't jump and switch to work on something new, 
but the project that you are working on is somehow not good enough. It's somehow not perfect because it doesn't look like the flashy ads that you see on social media. It doesn't look like the person who is on social media every day talking about all of their wins. Because we all see those people. And I'm normally like clapping for them and cheering for them. But I did. I can be honest and say that there was a moment of, you know, some months back where I saw someone post something and I really was like, man, I, I want that. Like they, they really are selling me on this thing. I don't have anything to do with that field or that industry, but I really want to go do that now because they look at the success they're having. And so again, I was able to recognize what I was doing and stop myself from going there. But that's the other way that this fear of missing out and sabotage work together. It really has you thinking that the things that you are doing, the things that you are passionate about are now not good enough. They're now not going to be perfect. You you don't have enough skill. You have to be afraid that somebody's going to catch something about it. It's not, you know, it's not necessarily now and it's not aligning with what you think your new plan is. And so you abort it. You let it go. So it kind of links back to the other point of how it makes you start and stop projects often. It it does it can do the same thing in terms of the project you are working on just not being good enough, not being perfect. And so then what happens like clockwork, right? You stop that project and you go into another space of trying to refigure out what you're doing and get back on track and find ways to, you know, get your mindset right and change and get motivated and do things like that when in reality, it's really important to just kind of take a step back and breathe and really evaluate does this new system or product does it align with what I'm trying to do and if you're not doing it in business sense let's talk about in a personal sense will this product actually enhance my life or is it just something that's going to look good for right now that is a question that you have to ask yourself when you're looking at an ad or you're looking at a product especially if it's not something that is in your normal price range of spending Right. So if you are used to only spending maybe a hundred dollars on some type of entertainment, but this new thing is saying that you need to spend a thousand dollars, you know, really asking yourself, does this align with what I can actually afford? And what will it what will it do to me if I do this? What kind of negative impact will I have if I fall out of alignment and do something just because someone else is doing it? The way that you can again start to change this cycle for yourself is Asking about the alignment. Does it align with my life? Does it align with my goals? Does it align with my budget? And if the answer is no to those things, then really letting yourself know that while that new thing looks shiny, it is not what you need. It's not what you actually want. It just looks good on TV or it looks good on that person. The other thing that you can do is make sure that you are clear on what your goals are. So in a business sense, right, you've got your goals that you've marked out, you've got your plans to do it. In a personal sense or in your everyday life, it might be your monthly budget that you're trying to stick to. You might have set a goal that you wanted to save, you know, several thousand dollars. So you have to look at if I buy this thing or if I if I do whatever this thing is, how is it going to impact that goal I set? Sometimes you'll find that the thing is, you know, really would align and it really would help. So then, of course, you want to make that purchase. But if it's not, if it's just something to say, well, I did it too, then really ask yourself, what is that really about? Is it because I don't think I'm good enough? Is it because I don't think I have enough? Is it because I'm not worthy? I'm not deserving? What is it? What's happening that's making me think that I need to do this thing because someone else did it? What is that? And really being honest with yourself. And if you need additional support with being honest with yourself, 
reach out to a therapist, reach out to a coach. If you have a trusted friend that you can talk to about it, that you you know feel comfortable that they're not going to judge or make or shame you, talk to them. If you need additional support to kind of refill yourself and look at yourself and find your strengths and find what you're good at. Because the last thing you want to do is let fear of missing out bankrupt you. And it can bankrupt you both financially and emotionally and sometimes physically, right? Because if our emotional health is not where it needs to be, then it always impacts our physical health, our physical look, our physical health. Like it, it doesn't matter what's going on, who you are. If your emotional self is not okay and not doing well, it will make you physically sick. So you have to look at, is this thing worth me getting physically sick over? Is it really that important that I may potentially set myself back on my goals, set myself back on some things that I said I wanted for my life? Is it that important? And if the answer is no, push it to the side and remind yourself that's not for us. We're doing this because this is what's for us. Until next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. Please hit the subscribe button and also leave a rating and a comment if you are listening on iTunes and Spotify. If you'd like to stay connected with me, please follow me on social media at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC on Instagram and LinkedIn and Brittany A. Johnson on Facebook. You should also head over to my website and subscribe to the mail list so that you can stay fully connected and be first to know when something new is coming out. And that's BrittanyAJohnson.com. Until next time.